Hi, everyone. It's Max and Izzy. And boy, does it feel like it's been a while since we last did an episode. I am in total agreement. A lot has gone down since we last spoke. I mean, this week alone, there was an inauguration. Our first semester ended. It was just definitely a crazy past two weeks. But I feel like a big weight has been lifted off of our shoulders as we're getting into this new year, finally. Yeah, Izzy. And that's a great point. I feel like right before we get into today's episode, which obviously judging from the title, which you probably clicked on, which is also about teens relationships with their parents ranging from the good and the bad. I think we should just do a quick catch up just to kind of cover the past two weeks. Um, Yeah, perfect. So should we get right into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Izzy, I think we should catch up a bit before we start just to update our listeners. This week has been kind of insane. The inauguration, like, I don't even think I watched like any other one in my life, if I'm being honest. But this one was served like it was all over the school all day. So I was like going in and out and of my classes and watching it. Um, No, it was good. I mean, it was like cool to see that like with corona and everything was still possible it looked so pretty wherever they were um so i felt like that was really cool the first semester ended today i came out of school my teacher last period let us out early and i was just like so happy like yeah be done and like um just like everything kind of working out yeah it was a good it was a good day what about you can't relate to watching the inauguration in class because for some reason none of my teachers were like oh yeah let's watch the inauguration instead of doing you know class for like five minutes or ten minutes even though it's like a historical day which is kind of weird but um I agree with you the first semester uh definitely took a lot off my shoulders uh in our school we do semesters and marking periods I was having a conversation with one of our friends earlier this week and we were talking about like finals and stuff. I was wondering like, Izzy, like, do you have any thoughts on whether there should be finals this year, et cetera? I mean, obviously I know students don't really want finals, but um, I'm just asking like, based on what has happened this year and how it compares to last year. Me personally, and I'm sure a lot of people can agree, like I don't really like the concept of a final in general, just applying everything that you learned in a year to one exam and having it count for a certain percentage. Like, I just don't think that that's an accurate representation of everything that you can do because it's really like in the moment when you're learning about something, I mean, it's kind of debatable, but you know, um, I've just never been a fan of finals, even though I haven't experienced that many in my life. It was mainly freshman year that I even had finals. And then this year I have a couple APs. So like, I don't want finals. Like I'd prefer not to have to do finals for any of the classes that I may need one in. Um, APs are already a little stressful. Yeah. So yeah, but they canceled subject tests. So that's good. Yeah. That was another big piece of news this week, which, um, you know, if we ever do a college admissions, whatever, I know I, we keep talking about it and I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. 
just definitely towards the end of the year, school year, we'll probably do it. But um, that has been a game changer for like a lot of people. No subject test, no essay. The essay was surprising to me, but the subject test, you know, I think that was a long time coming. And I know, you know, Izzy, you and I have had conversations about that in the past, like how it's stressful by taking AP tests, SAT, ACT, um, tests in school, et cetera, like a million tests and just this one test where like, for example, this summer I had to study for one and it ended up getting canceled. But in retrospect, this doesn't mean anything now. It's it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air for high schoolers. I can't say I'm ex- extremely shocked though, because like if there's students that like are not even able to go to school and do things like that like how could you expect them to get like a regular SAT or ACT let alone like specific subject tests and multiple of them like I think that's a little bit ridiculous so um I wasn't really like shocked by it I mean I was because like I like finally realized that I didn't have to take them like SAT emailed me later that day because I think I was like signed up for one later and they were like oh you're not taking it anymore um we're refunding you and I'm like perfect yeah <laughs> but Yay. Um, so yeah, but I feel like kind of getting into today's episode, I think like grades and these sort of like competitive aspects are something that I feel like a lot of teens undergo with their parents. I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, academic parental pressure, I think is so prominent in society. And I feel like it always has been. And despite like what has um, changed from generation to generation. I feel like that's been a big part of it, but we're going to get into that. So Max, do you want to read today's truth of today questions? Yeah, sure. But I just want to, uh, mention one thing before I do, I definitely think that, um, well, I mean, I know there are, are some parents that tune in every week to the truth of youth. And what I think is so interesting to think about is that like, you know, our parents were kids and teens like us at one point too. They had to take subject tests, APs, all that stuff. So it's interesting to see how, especially what we'll examine in today's episode, to see how they evolve from like similar to how we are now to how we see the world now to where they are today, if that makes any sense, and how they take like some ideals that they've maybe learned in their childhood and incorporate them into their parenting and how they've shaped like kind of like the kids we are right now. That is definitely something we'll try to answer in today's three truths of today questions, which are number one, what are some of the pressures and aspects that teens can feel as a result of their parents and their experience at home? Two, what are some of the things or experiences from parents' childhood that have been incorporated into their parenting that have had a positive or negative influence on teens? And number three, what is one thing that teens which their parents knew and or presently think about their relationship with their parents, which we'll be answering with a few of our listeners. So I think we should just get right into question one. What are the, some of the pressures and aspects that teens can feel as a result of their parents and their experience at home? Like I was talking about before and with the topicality of like subject tests and all this stuff, I think a really big aspect of teens' lives are um, parental pressure academically. I think there are some parents that I don't, for whatever reason, like might want their child to pursue their legacy and go to a certain school or um, do the same sorts of like classes that they did or um, or perhaps even just correct the mistakes that they made and be better than them, you know? Um, that's something I've kind of like seen. Um, I don't know, like if I'm talking personally, I feel like for me, I haven't felt 
as much academic pressure from my parents because like it, it it's not like it only matters to them if I do well it matters to me um which I feel like isn't the same for everyone there are some people that feel the pressure to do well in school simply and only because of their parents expectations which is really saddening considering that school takes up such a big percentage of people's lives mm-hmm. and yeah do you want to talk a little bit on that max yeah i mean speaking from personal experience i definitely haven't felt like insane amount of an insane amount of pressure from my parents but definitely you know it's better to do well than not do well and also I think something that my parents have definitely emphasized to me over the years, and this is a little cliche, but it's actually really true. Like it really depends more about like whether you try or not, because at the end of the day, whether you memorize a bunch of facts isn't going to actually define like your habits. Because the point of school, and this is like annoying to think about because we have to do all these subjects that we won't use in 10 years. But the point of school is to instill ethics upon like students so that they can apply those ethics to their jobs. Like, they can be consistent in their writing. They're good at math. They're good at science. Like, I also think, you know, school is important to like kind of get a feel for your career. And a lot of parents, like you were saying, Izzy, like they'll either want them to follow their children to follow in their footsteps or go to a certain school that they might not have interest in. Like, for example, my parents, um, I, I'm, I love science. I love art. I love different things like for my parents completely. Like um, my, my dad was into my, my dad went to law school and stuff like that. My, my, my mom is like into like interior design and stuff like that. So it's, it's like a little different um, in terms of like our interests. So I'm glad that I have like the autonomy to pursue my own passions. But at the same time, um, I think it's important to see like kind of like the connections that different careers have and stuff like that. So, um, but I, yeah, like you were saying, it's, it's really sad to see that a lot of parents, like they don't really allow that. Yeah. And I think a similar thing follows in like general interests outside of school too. I think there are parents that are so keen on their kids doing specific hobbies or specific extracurricular things simply because one, maybe they did them and, or two, maybe because their older sip, their other kid got in somewhere and they want them to do the same thing so they could go somewhere. And it's like, I feel like in so many parenting things, it's like this huge thing. Um, I mean, I don't really feel that way. And that's why I think college is so intimidating to so many people, because when you're talking about it and kind of what we talked about in the truth of 2020 episode, like it's not the end of the world. It's not the entire world. Mm -hmm. It's not anything close to that, but it's like, it could feel that way because it's like you have these expectations of your parents and, and everything that you did in school, you don't want to feel like it was to waste or it's, it's just like a whole like jumble of things that I feel like is very present in parenting, especially in this generation. Absolutely. And, you know, it's competitive too, especially in like the town that we live in where, you know, everyone wants to go to a good school. Everyone wants uh, their kids to do well. And also they, a lot of people are just self-driven, you know, you and I, Izzy, we, I think we both have a good worth ethic, not just because, you know, our parents might you know, they don't force us to do anything, but I'm saying like, you know, they, they encourage us to do certain things, but it, at the end of the day, I think it's personally just you and I who propel ourselves to do certain things and like want to work hard. But it makes me think because like, I wonder if I lived in a certain other town or if I had like another set of parents, you know what I'm saying? Like, would that be any different? Like it, it really just makes me think about um, whether there would be any difference in my life uh if like you know the nature versus nurture aspect was 
uh, changed a little bit. Something else that I kind of wanted to bring up is like, sometimes when you join something or like you start a club, you join a club or you join a sport or something, they'll like, or when you join really anything and they'll ask you like why you're here and like what you're doing there. And like, it's kind of sad to see that such a large percentage of teens like often say like, oh, my parents made me come here or, oh, like I've heard that with sports like a lot because in like the icebreakers and like the first week, like, why'd you join this? And it's like, oh, my, my mom signed me up. I had no idea. And she forced me to come to practice today. And I think something I wanted to ask and like, I'm curious about is like, if you think that parents forcing their kids to do something immediately like sets them up for success or failure. So Uh, I have an example from personal experience. Um, So, I mean, like I, I I might've like mentioned this in past episodes, but you know, I don't love sports. I mean, like I, there's certain sports that I do like, like hockey and tennis. Like those are like my two like favorite things. Um, But I found like in certain, in, more recent years, I've actually come to like tennis more. But if you asked me like five or eight years ago, it would have been a complete opposite. I wouldn't even say tennis in my top three. But tennis is something that I've kind of like taken on by myself. Haven't really been like repelled by my parents to do that. But um, my mom actually loves hockey. And, um, you know, my dad uh, played college baseball. My dad was a huge athlete growing up. He played football. Like, I think both of my parents always want me to like be like, active and stuff like that in terms of like a sport. Um, And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing at all. I think, you know, sports are really good for like keeping someone in shape and stuff like that. But definitely like in recent years, I think like me and my sister too, who used to play softball and basketball and now she doesn't as much anymore. And also I've kind of fallen out of love with like hockey and stuff like that. Not completely, but um, I think it just, it it shows myself kind of like where I might be if like that value wasn't really instilled in me from a young age. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, you know, I'm glad I had the experience that I did with hockey and I still play it to this day. Um, I just think that uh, definitely do I think if that w- that value wasn't really instilled for me in a young age that I would have pursued other things? Uh, absolutely. And I don't necessarily know if I would be better at those things, but um, I think that it's just something that's uh, kind of distinctive in like the way I was brought up. The reason why I'm like really wondering this is because like, I think the activities that you end up succeeding in a lot are the ones that are of self-inflicted passion of the ones that you're genuinely passionate about. But like, I guess in the recent years, my biggest example that kind of proved that wrong um, would be like triathlon and that kind of thing, because I literally hated anything having to do with athletics. I tried tennis because my mom was a tennis player and it didn't work out for me. Um, I just was never into sports. I hated the concept of like activity. I thought it was so dumb. Like I was like, why would people want to literally suffer and that makes them feel good? Why? And, um, you know, it like my dad like signed me up for a triathlon when I couldn't, I could barely run a mile. And now looking back upon it, it was like one of the best things like that ever happened to me. But there's so many things where like, and that's just like bizarre to me because it's like a parent pushing me to do something that I ended up liking, which doesn't happen often, which is why I was kind of wondering that because like, you know, I would always say before that, I would always say that what you're passionate about is key 
not what your parents are passionate about and the activities and things that you do should be because you want to do them, not because they want you to do them. But like, I don't know, I guess that was like a time where it worked out. So, I mean, I just feel like that's kind of interesting. Um, in a lot of ways, I actually think that brings us a little bit into our second question. Although I think we should kind of gravitate between the two just because I think there's more to explore in the first, um, which the second question reads, what are some of the things or experiences from parents' childhood that have been incorporated into their parenting that have had a positive or negative influence on teens? Um, you know, uh, I'm sure some people have heard, but like the new show WandaVision came out uh, last week and, you know, it's like premiering for the next few weeks. Um, and it's like all about like sitcoms and stuff. And so like when I was growing up, my mom, like she would make my sister and I watch um, episodes of the Brady Bunch, which is the, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but um, it was like a seventies, like family sitcom show. And like, I used to be so anti like, oh, I don't want to like, like listen to or like watch like, stuff from like old eras and I think like recently I've kind of re-examined what what kind of like that has meant to me because I think like now I have like almost like a nostalgia for a time I've never even lived in um and so like that kind of brings me back to like my childhood too like in a way because I used to watch that when I was younger like the Brady Bunch episodes and so um it was interesting this week, like when I was watching like this episode where of WandaVision when they were doing like the 70s thing, like how like my mom, like she would like literally bring stuff from her childhood kind of to influence me. And so I think that's definitely like something when I was growing up that had a positive influence on like kind of how I see the world. Because um, now I like love, you know, watching movies and like television that was kind of like from older eras, like the 80s, 70s, stuff like that. So that's definitely something I'm grateful for. But is there anything like your parents have like brought from like their childhood to you, Izzy? I guess like something that came to mind for me, I feel like it could be seen as both a positive and a negative sort of thing. Like when I look back upon photos and just hearing anecdotes of their life before now, like in a way it feels like it's having a negative influence because I kind of wish that I lived in a time like that. And I wished I lived in a time where like, I really wish social media wasn't a thing. Yeah. I wish like all these superficial things that exist now weren't a thing. And as beautiful and innovative and cool as technology is, it's just like, it has such a, it kind of scares me a little bit. Like recently I've just been like very, you know, I was getting all these spam emails in my email account and just like stuff like that, like just like social media and things like that, like following us. Like I, I've known it's been going on for like a long time. It's just like, I don't know. I kind of wish it wasn't a thing. Um, but unfortunately, you can't really stop time and you have to understand that things evolve, like things will only evolve. Um, so it's not like you could just be like, oh, yeah, we're never going to create social media or the Internet and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's something that kind of scares me for like my future, because I don't want to be the type of parent who like has those conceited superficial values and stuff like that. Because, you know, as you and I are growing up in an age, like so many other teens filled with technology and like social media and stuff like that. And so I don't want to have to teach my kids like, yeah, it's, it's totally like, you know, you should post all the time, stuff like that. This should totally be an indication of your self-worth. Like, no, I don't, I don't want that. And 
in in many ways, yeah, I, I also agree with you. Like, I wish I grew up in a time where everything was like unfiltered, you know, obviously a reasonable amount of technology, but nothing like social media where it's so like comparative and competitive and stuff like that. And so I think it's really sad just because if I do have kids one day, like they'll never know it. like a, a time that wasn't like that, if you know what I'm saying. And I also, in many ways, don't even remember a time that was like that either. I can't really remember a time where I didn't interact with the television or, you know, go on my mom's phone when I didn't have the phone myself. So that's a little sad too. But I think that by incorporating kind of things like, you know, for example, I go to camp. So, and I know I always reference this, but it's really true. Like my, my friendships there are just as, as close as they are at home because I don't have my phone on me. And like, you know, at the dinner table, for example, uh, my parents will always make me put my phone my phone down. I don't know if that's something that you guys do at like your house, but it's just nice to have a conversation once in a while. And yeah, I think that's definitely something that is an integral part of like having a good relationship with your parents, which can really be hard for a lot of people. Like I, I think I take for granted how close I am like with my parents because a lot of people don't have two parents. A lot of people find it really hard to open up. A lot of people are just struggling themselves. And a lot of people just don't have parents at all. So I think I don't realize very often how privileged I am to be in the place that I am, but still recognizing kind of the pressures that come with two parents and stuff like that and living in a four person family, I think is really important as well. Something I will add that I think is definitely like a negative um, sort of thing from parents' childhoods that they incorporate into their parenting there are just things that they don't know about what goes on now. There are just things they will never understand because they didn't grow up that way. And social norms and things like that, they've changed. They're not the same. You can't, it's not so simple and it's not so like, there's just things where it's like, I'll be like, no, like you can't do that. You can't say that to someone. You can't act this way. You can't post this. You can't say that. And it's because they grew up in a time that seems like a little bit more optimistic, lighthearted, fun, Brady Bunch type of beat that they don't know these things. Um, And I think it's very hard to compare like, oh, when I was a kid, you know, no, like it's not always like that. It's not that easy to like just try and transfer like your parenting and your lifestyle when you were a teenager to what we have right now, because it's so different. Like the press and and all these sorts of things that like are incorporated in our daily lives and things that we have to worry about are very, very different. And it's not easy. And I think like parents like underestimating how hard it is could be really, really frustrating because simply because of their own childhoods. I think that is so frustrating. Yeah. Like there's certain like terminology that's like just completely archaic for example my dad asked me like a few weeks ago and this is actually a media episode that i want to do but we watched um the social network like as a family like in the middle of the episode it was we were just the movie was talking about like kind of like social media's influence on like teen dating and stuff like that and my dad was like do you think that like social media has had an influence on like teen dating and i was like well you know i don't think as many teens date anymore and so like you know my parents will ask like when if like one of my friends like is in a relationship or something like that they'll be like oh so does someone has like a boyfriend or a girlfriend and i'm like no it's just like a thing and they're like what's a thing and i'm like well, it's like, it's like, not like, it's not like that. It's just, it's just like a thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, I I think that's something that uh, Gen Z can relate to a lot. Like people don't like feel the need for labels a lot of the time anymore. And I think that's something that a lot of parents um, of 
older generations can struggle to understand. Um, and there's also like, you know, certain like slang terms that people like to throw around. Like, I, I can't even, I can't even remember one right now, but like you're capping or um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't really think of one. Can you think of any, Izzy? Like, I, fi- I think it's so funny when they try and slip in like teen slang into conversation. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, like even just like, repeating what they're like teens say and and whatever like max you're gonna come at me for this one but like some of my friends and i like if we just i think i've mentioned this before but like we'll just like text like meep if we're just unsure of what to say or not feeling super good in the moment and i swear like my mom will literally text me like meep and like sometimes and it's so funny like i find it hilarious that's um, so funny i, I did not know that <laughs> no, it, it, it's just so funny like and just like emojis and and bitmoji and randomly oh my st- god the bitmojis oh my god so funny like i <laughs> i live for it but like this is why i think like as important as it is for teens to listen to other teens like us and and listen to episodes that we have like I think it's so important like every single little episode that we've done gives parents a glimpse into this overall topic of like what pressure do we feel why aren't things the same like that's I think that's why people um or one of the big reasons why a lot of teens don't have good relationships with their parents and it's just like completely like not on the same wavelength misunderstanding each other like Part of that is because of like growing up in a different time, growing up with different things and different values and different parents. And it's not so easy to, you know, apply the same rules that were applied to you. And I think that's why, like, if a parent is listening to this right now, like it's so important that you check out like every other episode because it all falls under this one big thing. Yeah, it's all connected. Well, I think that's like a perfect way to move into the third question. which is like what once one thing that teens which their parents do and and or presently think about their relationship with their parents and maybe how it can improve. Um, Something that I also forgot to mention earlier, and this is like kind of tying into the third question, is like the notion of helicopter parenting, which I've expressed disdain for in the past, but like I seriously am so against it. Like it's not even funny. And like people make jokes about it and stuff like that. Um, But like, I think it's so bad when kids don't get experience like in society like school does not teach you life experience so if you're expect if parents are expecting especially based on their own experience that school teaches you for example how to do taxes or something like that like it just won't do anything like you need like I think when parents let their kids make mistakes go out etc it literally makes them who they are and in a good way almost always and if it does like you know have a bad influence on them then guess what that's when your role as a parent is most integral because you're the person who's supposed to address that problem but I'm not saying go out and let your kids literally like hop on train tracks I'm just saying like you know um when you helicopter parent when like which I guarantee you there's at least one helicopter parent who has or is listening to this episode um or our podcast in general um they'll see that, you know, a lot of me and Izzy's experience stems from the fact that, you know, it, I almost all our experience just has to do with school and with just like extracurriculars and just kind of like, you know, stuff that we like to do. It's not necessarily all about at home. That's something definitely I want to talk about more, but I would say that, um, you know, if a kid is listening to this and you feel like, 
uh, I don't know, you don't have as much freedom, like as compared to like other kids. And you know, this might just be because like of a certain condition or something like that. But I'm just saying like, Definitely, I would say try to establish more open line of communication with your parents so that they can trust you more um, because helicopter parenting will not allow you to grow as a person because I know that from experience. I have friends whose friends' parents are helicopter parents and it's like annoying because like I, I, I think when they go to college, for example, like it's not going to be good because you're not going to know how to deal. Like this is like what creates like social issues, et cetera. And then it's like a cycle because like as when they become a parent, like they're either going to want to do the same exact thing as their parents or they're not even going to know what to do as parents or they might not even want to become parents because they have so much trauma from their childhood. I know that was kind of a lengthy answer, but yeah, I'm like really passionate about making that known. Yeah, I agree. And I think that something, one thing that I wish that parents that are listening to this knew is that like sometimes you might not be aware of how much of a helicopter parent you're being. Um, Like, and there's this boundary between being a protective parent, which you should be. That is your role as their legal guardian to protect your children. Yes. But it often gets crossed with not letting them live. And that's when it starts to become a problem. Like, I mean, I, I'm i a pretty open person. Like, I think it varies from each of my parents. Like, we have a little bit of a different relationship between each. Um, but I'm like, I'm really close with my mom. I find it we're we're just like very similar and it's very easy for me to open up to her. And the more I open up to her, the more she understands what is actually going on. And if she understands what's going on, then she can understand what is physically in reach for me. If she can trust me to do something, or like, if I am mentally okay enough to do something or strong enough to do something like she by opening up to her and by communicating and I get it. It's not, it, there are some parents that like may seem like they don't care and may seem like they don't want to hear it or, or they're just concerned with what their child is doing and their grades and things like that. And I have, like, I know people that, you know, like I just, there's such a difference in the way that their parents treat them versus the way my parents treat me. Mm-hmm. And nobody, it's not that anyone's wrong. It's just like, part of it is like, your child is going to be fine. Like I promise, like at the end of the day, like just allowing them to live a little. And if they know that they're going out of line, if your child knows that they're going out of line, they should expect that you should present the consequences as a parent. They should expect that. So if you're letting them live and they live against like more morale and just like good values, they'll know that they're going out of line. Like usually when you mess up, you know, you messed up. And you know what to expect. And so that's why like there's no harm in just letting like your teen and or kid just live a little. And, you know, this could be at a different age for people. Like there are some people that are just not mature enough to do sorts of things. Like, for example, I there are some people where it's like, yeah, they should go out to New York City and, and explore it by themselves. But there's others where it's like, I don't know if they pick the right subway or even if they don't, like they need to figure out how to get home. But like, I'm genuinely worried for their safety. Mm-hmm. But other parents like, you know, they might be like, no, they need to go out. They need to learn how to find a train. They need to learn how to do this, that. And that's really how you grow when you go outside. Like what you were saying before about like school doesn't teach you what you're going to need to know like not enough about what you need to know because the only way you do that is when you interact with people that are different than you and that are 
like in a different place than you and not in your town. You're not going to learn everything and you're never going to be a hundred percent prepared for life at any point in your life because life throws curveballs at you. It's just common sense. And it's, we know that now for sure. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's like the biggest thing I hope parents take away. Um, so with that being said, we also wanted to hear what a few of our listeners had to say on something that they wish their parents knew or that they knew about this generation. So here that is. Hi, I just wanted to say that I wish parents understood that even though um, it's almost been a year since lockdown, um, adjusting to online learning and hybrid learning and just life in general um, hasn't gotten easier at all. In fact, some days it's it gets even harder and feels even more draining. And even though everyone keeps on telling us to get used to a new normal, that it still is really difficult to cope with. That I wish my parents knew about my generation was when is it good to compare your child to others and when it's good to look at them individually. Overall, it's obviously good to see your child as an individual, but I think that it's not always good to expect the same standards on the test which averaged in the class was like a 90 and on the test which averaged in the class was like a 70 you shouldn't expect your child to get a 95 on both and i think that looking uh, at your child in the greater context of others is often a good thing i wish parents knew that like we care about ourselves as much as they do like we're not going to do something if we know it's going to hurt us and i think that should give us a degree more of independence because like we care about our own lives we're not going to throw that away Thank you so, so much to our listeners who recorded those segments. Um, If you want to participate in something like that sometime soon, Izzy and I post polls where we'll kind of give you guys a hint to the episode that week. And if you respond yes, then we usually will reach out over Instagram DM to you guys. And a lot of you guys send really good submissions. So thank you guys so much. Last thing that I wanted to say is that mental health is overlooked by a lot of parents. The key to like literally establishing a good relationship with your child is to always check in and like make sure things are okay with them because like if you establish that from an early age like and this is definitely something i really want to do like as a parent like you will literally be able to forge the best relationship possible with any person that 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 doesn't just apply to a kid and like kids and parents it shouldn't be like a foreign relationship you know what i'm saying it's like your family at the end of the day um so i think it's just important kind of just be conscious of like everything that's going on um but like don't be afraid to ask because i think like a lot of kids like think that their parents are like some sort of like foreign entity that like you know is very domineering but that's really not the case so yeah and from the perspective of both a kid and an adult like you will always be linked by blood and you will always be linked no matter if it's 20 years from now, 50 years from now, you will always be linked. You will always have the connection. And because of that, that that alone should make it so significant and important to establish such a good relationship. And it doesn't go one way. Not every parent is doing everything wrong. There are kids that are not willing to do the right thing either and might not be willing to put in the effort to have a relationship with their parents. And so that's why it could be failing. It's it's not always one-sided. So from to both kids and adults, like everybody's trying to get through this crazy thing called life. And you are what each other has for so long and forever. And, you know, friends, peers, this, that, they come and go. It's true. You know that. But, you know, family, you don't, you don't just lose that so fast. So yeah. 
definitely keep that in mind. And I think with that being said, that pretty much wraps up our episode. Um, you know, the drill Google forms on our link tree review on Apple podcasts would be greatly appreciated. Um, follow our Instagram because we literally post there all the time. (laughs) Um, but I think that's it. Yeah. Um, our giveaway is coming soon. We promise. I know we keep saying that, but you know, we really want to figure out what's like the best method of doing that. And also what's the best thing to give to you guys. So, um, we are figuring that out. Um, and we will see you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope we, this provided some, you know, kind of needed insight, uh, to parents, but yeah. Thank you guys so much. Bye.